Welcome to the Temple Bro Emerging Temple broadcast for December 11, 2019. I am Michael Obeyer. I will be your guide for the rest of this broadcast. At Emerging Temple, we seek to analyze current events within the context of God's plan for mankind, in which he intends to raise up a people who shall rule with him at the end of time. Before I go any further, I want to encourage you once more to like our page, to share it with your family and friends, and to hit the subscribe button. If there's a bell icon at the bottom of your screen, I'd like you to hit that bell icon so you can get notified every time we upload new videos. If you subscribe to our channel, it helps our ratings on the social media pages so that this message can come up. So we do you know, appreciate those of you who have subscribed to our channel and we encourage you, you know, to share with your family and friends and to subscribe to this channel. Okay, we began uh, over the last few days to discuss the topic of, um, oh yeah, before I, before I go into that, I need to remind you, if you'd like to support this work, you can visit our website at templeoftruth.us. At our website, you're also able to see what links we have to the online radio platform because we're now streaming online um, via audio, via the online radio, such as um, Apple, iTunes, Google Music, um, um, Spotify, um, Breaker. There's so many online radio portals through which we um, um, bring this, this message to you now. So it's not only on video. So I want to encourage you, if you'd rather get um, these messages via audio, visit our website, templeoftruth.us. That's www.templeoftruth.us. And you'll be able to you know, get a list of the different um, online radio platforms that we use to broadcast. Um, if you use Spotify, a lot of people have Spotify already you know, on their phones. Um, you can just go in there, to, or any of these channels I've mentioned, you can just go in there and type in Emerging Temple Broadcast. And whether it's an Apple iTunes or Google Music or whether it's uh, Spotify or one of the other radio you know, channels, you'll be able to pull us up if you type in Emerging Temple Broadcast. Okay, I believe a shortcut to you know, doing this also is if you go to Anchor, um, I think it's anchor.com or anchor.fm, A-N-C-H-O-R, you know, Google that. And I think if you go there and then search, you know, you might be able to find us there. But, you know, enough of that. Let's, you know, go to, go to why we're here. All right. Over the last few days, we've been discussing um, the operation of spiritual beings. And um, in, in particularly, we, we have been talking about angels and a little bit about demons. Um, and we live in a time where people you know, don't really believe in these things. And um, the Christians who do believe, we don't really know what the scriptures have told us about these beings and what it has also, you know, um, stated, you know, what clearly about, you know, their operations. And so we've taken this time to try to go through this and, you know, just by the grace of God, we'll, we'll be on this. And if once, once we, we know a critical amount of information is available to you, we'll expect you to go, you know, dig for yourself and get, you know, 
more knowledge from the Holy Spirit on you know other operations of these guys because these spirits are very very smart you can't outsmart these guys so you need the spirit of god to be able to guide you in your dealing with angels uh, i mean fallen angels that is and demons they're not the same thing if you want to understand why please take a look at some of the previous videos from a few days ago and yesterday okay all right so as I often do, I've put together a PowerPoint presentation with scripture. So about five or six different scriptures where we're going to look at the work of, of Satan and we're going to look at the work of demons. But particularly, we want to begin by getting some definitions clear. We want to know what is the devil? What is Satan? Now, the devil and Satan is one and the same person. But there's a reason He's referred to as Satan in certain places and is referred to as the devil in some other places. That word devil comes from, you know, a root Greek word, diablos. And if you notice in the scriptures, they use those two words to describe the same person. But you will find that it is used at certain times. A devil is used at certain times for a certain consistent pattern of behavior, while Satan is used at other times for a certain consistent pattern of behavior. So these names are more descriptive about, of one person. Then we're going to look also into demons. What, why are demons devils also? Because in some places they're referred to as demons, in other places they're referred to as devils. Why is this so? We're going to take a look at this, okay? But let's try to find out what we can from scripture about how these guys come about. So let's go to the PowerPoint presentation I put for us today and you know take it from there. All right? Okay. Okay. So Satan was in the Garden of Eden. According to the book of Ezekiel 28, 12 to 19, it says, here God is talking, this is in the book of Ezekiel, the Old Testament, and God is talking to the prophet Ezekiel and said, write this down about the king of Tyre, okay? Now this word, king of Tyre, Tyre is a place, naturally there's a Tyre somewhere around Lebanon or so on today, but here God is speaking about the spiritual being. We know that because God says this man was in, you know, in heaven. This man was in the, was in the Garden of Eden. You, know, you and I know the only person that was in the Garden of Eden was Adam, that was a man, all right. So from verse 12, okay, we're gonna look at this, it's Ezekiel chapter 28, verses 12 to 19. But today I'm only going to read 12 to 15, you know, for the sake of time. I encourage you to go back and read the whole thing as I'm giving them to you. So, so from verse 12 it says, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyre and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sun, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Eden, the garden of God, Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardius, topaz, and the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, and the jasper, the sapphire, the emerald, and the carbuncle, and gold. The workmanship of thy tablets and of thy pipes were prepared in the day that thou was created. Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have said thee so. Thou was upon the holy mountain of God. 
Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created until iniquity was found in thee. Now, this here is not talking about Adam, okay? It's not talking about Adam, okay? God tells us that Adam was created from the dust of the earth, okay? It doesn't tell us that Adam was in heaven, okay? If you look at verse 14, it says, Thou art the anointed cherub that covereth, and I have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. This is the heavenly Jerusalem. This is in the, 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 the heavenly of, at, at, at where God is in the, the spirit realm. Now, what you're reading here, okay, is a prophecy about what will happen to Satan at the end of time, okay? That's why in the book of Revelation you read it says, for Satan knows his time is short, okay? So here's in the Old Testament, God using the name King of Tyre to tell us and to share with us a prophecy about the destruction of Satan at the end of time, okay? So I wanted you to see here the origins of Satan. How did he become this? It tells us there. It says, um, that was, okay, verse 15. He said, thou was perfect in thy ways from the day thou was created till iniquity was found in thee. Okay? This is a very deep and sensitive topic. We need to understand this. God never made a devil. God made an angel. And he is not just an angel. He is a powerhouse angel. And we need to understand this. Okay? We need to understand this because we need to know how to deal with him. That's why the Bible says we're not ignorant of the devices of the wicked one. Okay? The truth is, most of us are. Okay? Trust me, I've been, I've been had by this guy in the past. Okay? <laughs> so if you haven't been, then you haven't lived. But you know what? It doesn't have to be that way. And this is where we begin to understand it. We begin to understand his program. We begin to plan on how we can protect ourselves from his machinations and protect our loved ones. Okay? So let's go on. The first lie we need to debunk tonight is that Satan was cast out of heaven and, you know, he, was, he, he led a rebellion against God. He failed and God threw him out of heaven with one third of the angels. There's nothing like that in the Bible, okay? Because there's no such thing. And these deceptions, the reason we have to debunk them because when you're trying to pray against something and you don't know what you're praying against, you are praying amiss. The scriptures are there to give you direction on exactly what to pray for. If Satan is up there accusing you in front of God and you believe he's been cast down from heaven so he's not there, then do you really know what you're doing? That's why we're sharing these teachings with us so that we can help one another, we can protect one another, we can understand what is going on, okay? And let's, let's take a look at this. And this is from Revelation chapter 12, verse 10. It says, And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. 
for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. This is the book of Revelation saying at the end of time, Satan's going to be cast down. This same Satan who was accusing us in the presence of God as of today. He is the accuser of the brethren. He, look, he comes to God right now accusing you and I. But you know who he uses to do that? Who he brings as a witness, as his evidence? He brings our fellow believers because our fellow believers come and they accuse and we accuse one another. We see each other the way the devil sees us. We refuse to see one another the way Jesus sees us. And thereby we become his co-conspirators in the destruction and the de-evaluation of one another. Okay? So remember, when he says the accuser of the brethren, for him to be in the presence of God to accuse us, he must come in the midst of the believers. Pray about what I just said to you. When Satan wants to come to the presence of God to accuse you, he must come through the agency of other believers for him to be able to get his word across to God in accusation of you. Okay? That's why in the book of Job it said, there was a day the sons of God presented themselves to God and Satan also with them. Notice he never comes on his own. <laughs> he always comes with witnesses. All right. All right, let's move on. Hallelujah. All right. So, so one other aspect about Satan is, even though he's this huge angel, bigger, more powerful than all the other fallen angels, he can enter even one man and use that one man for his job. You can see that in the book of Luke chapter 22 and in John chapter 13, verses 24 to 28. Okay? So let's look at John chapter 13, verses 24 to 28. Okay? It says, Simon Peter therefore beckoned to him that he should ask who it should be of whom he spake. So Simon Peter was talking to the youngest disciple, um, the little boy at that time, John was a little boy, and said, hey, John, you're a kid, so just won't be upset if you ask him a question. You know, we want to know who's going to betray him. Go ahead and ask him. So he tells, so he tells, Peter, Peter tells John, that he should go and ask Jesus, you know, who's going to betray him. So verse 25, he then, lying on Jesus' chest, breast, said unto him, Lord, who is it? That John, lying on Jesus' chest, said, Lord, who is it? And Jesus answered, he it is to whom I shall give a sock when I have dipped it. And when he had dipped the sock, he gave it to Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. And after the sock, Satan entered into Judas. Then said Jesus unto him, Thou doest that thou doest do quickly. Verse 28, Now no man at the table knew for what intent he spoke this unto him. Now notice that Jesus gives a sign. He does something. And when he does that thing, it's like he releases Judas for Judas to do what he always wanted to do. Now, I have, we have said before that Judas was just interested in making money. 
His goal was not for Jesus to die. If it had been, he wouldn't have killed himself when he discovered Jesus had died. His goal was to put Jesus in a situation where Jesus would have to show everybody in Israel that he was the Messiah they've been waiting for. Now, we have teaching on that. I'm not going to go too much into it, but you need to go look for the old messages and you can see where that was taught scripturally and we're settled on that. There's no question about that in our minds that Judas didn't think, didn't believe Jesus could die because one thing a Jew believed then was the true Messiah could not die. And the 12 apostles had seen enough to make them know that Jesus was the true Messiah. So what happened here? He had lust for wealth, for money. He loved money. And he was always willing to trade, to make a buck at any given time. And the devil understood this about him and came and played on him. Okay? There was a, we've done a, start, a, a teaching on this. I, I can't remember them of the video, but you can definitely go there. You can look through our archives, look through our history, okay? And you'll find uh, one show that was given particular to this topic, all right? So we, we know about, we spoke yesterday about the demons that entered into the man who was living in the cave. And Jesus, when they begged Jesus, you know, if he cast them out of the man, if he, done, if he could please cast them into the, poor, into the swine. We read that yesterday. Those were demons. They were hundreds of them in that man. Here today, we're reading something different. We're reading about Satan entering one man. Okay? Remember, we talked about yesterday, we said angels inhabit cities, tribes, nations. That's why sometimes you say, why do these sort of people always behave this way? Why sometimes we use the word, it must be genetic. Well, have you ever asked yourself what the root word of gene, ethic, means? It means genie. Okay? It means genie, which is the root word that they use for angelic beings. Okay? That means they're saying there's something in you that makes you behave in a certain way that has come through what the Bible refers to as the familiar spirit. Okay? Familiar spirit is slightly different from, you know, fallen angels, but they still do basically the same work in some aspects. Okay? All right. So demons can possess a man. Satan can possess a man. All right? Okay. This is a very controversial statement, but it must be made. Satan should be respected. Okay? I know how that sounds. Satan should not be worshipped or anything like that. Just don't even go there. When you respect your enemy, you're more likely to succeed in your battle and your warfare with your enemy. If you disrespect your enemy, your enemy is probably going to surprise you. Okay? Now, let's look at the book of Jude, which is chapter 1. It has only one chapter. And let's read from verse 8 to 10. It says, Likewise also, these filthy dreamers defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignities. Yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, durst not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, The Lord rebuke thee. But these speak evil of those things which they know not but what they know naturally as brute beasts, 
in those things, they corrupt themselves. Now listen to what this man is saying here. Jude was complaining about some people. He said, and I believe there must have been some Christians, or, well, not Christians, but some religious people. And he's saying here that they are filthy dreamers that they despise dominion. They don't respect dominions. Okay, dominions are kind of spiritual powers, okay? They said they speak evil of dignities. Dignities are sort of evil, the fallen angels. These are different words for them. Sometimes in the Bible you see them, they refer to as authorities, okay? Sometimes they refer to as principalities. Other times they refer to as powers. Sometimes they refer to as um, spiritual wickedness, okay? Here they're being referred to as dignities. And then the example is given to us in verse 9, where it says, even Michael the archangel, archangel means chief angel. It said, even Michael the archangel, when Satan went to where God buried Moses' body and wanted to take the body, whether natural or whether spiritual, I don't know, but his body. Scripture is telling us here that Michael the archangel came down and stopped him. But Michael the archangel, as high as he is, didn't speak rudely. Think about that. He said, yet Michael the archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses, did not bring against him a railing accusation. Notice that. He didn't come accusing the devil. No. He said, but rather the Lord rebuked thee. What does that mean? Michael depended on the Lord for strength to fight against Satan. You cannot do it in yourself. Okay? He is, look, think about it. Think how smart you'd be if you were, say, 1,000 years old and you'd been here for 1,000 years and you were still healthy. Well, this is a guy that has been around here for gazillions of years, okay? Just think about how smart he is compared to you and I. So look again at the book of Exodus chapter 22, verse 28, a very, very strange scripture. Yeah? A lot of people, a lot of Bible translations, when they see it, <laughs> they can't believe it. So they will go there and say, um, they, will, they will type something else except what it actually says because it doesn't fit into their theology. Exodus chapter 28, I'm sorry. Exodus chapter 28, verse 20. Okay, I apologize. This is Exodus chapter 22, verse 28. Exodus chapter 22, verse 28. It says, Thou shalt not revile the gods, plural, nor curse the ruler of thy people. This was what God told Moses to tell the Israelites. They were not supposed to worship the gods, they were not supposed to honor the gods. These are the gods of the land. God said there were gods in that land. And that when they went in there, they were not supposed to revile the gods. Don't you sometimes hear some people say, oh, you stupid devil. You, no, 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 no. The scriptures have taught us how we ought to operate. It's not about how you and I feel. It's about the fact that God, who is all in all, has given us the authority to say to the devil what ought to be and what ought not to be. And now he has a choice. He has a choice, and that is to compose the word of God or to obey. 
And I want to tell you something. The devil will never disobey the word of God. He will twist it for you, but he knows it. And if he knows God said, don't do something, the devil ain't going to try it. Take it from me. It's the only people that you have taught us this before. The only people who will ever straight to his face disobey him, disobey God, is you and I. No other creature tries that with God. None. Not the, not the animals, not the angels, not the devils, not even the demons. Just you and I. All right? Okay. Now, there's something else we need to understand about Satan. When you resist him, in other words, you realize he's operating and you don't fall for the trick. He pulls back. But he comes back again when he feels it's an appropriate time to test you again on the same subject in a different way. So if you recall in the book of Luke, or yeah, the book of um, Matthew, you know what? This is not, I think it's the book of Luke. Let's see, let's confirm that. In the yeah, in the in the book of in the book of Luke, okay. Um, I might be wrong, but it's either Matthew or Luke, but it's chapter 16, verses 21 to 23. Okay, Matthew chapter 16. Okay, okay. No, it's this, yeah, Matthew chapter 16, verse 21 to 23. Okay, great, great, great. All right, strike everything I said. Strike everything I said. I have put two scriptures here, and I couldn't remember which one was what, but on the side here, I can see clearly. Okay, Matthew chapter... 16 verses 21 to 23. This is where Peter, you know, comes and tells Joseph that Joseph will not die. And Joseph responded to him in a certain way. In Luke chapter 4, verse 9 to 13, this is where Satan came to Joseph. So let's talk about Luke chapter 4, verse 9 to 13, before we read Matthew chapter 16, 21 to 23. So in Luke chapter 4, verses 9 to 13, it says Satan had been you know, Jesus beginning his ministry and Satan had been allowed to take Jesus to the wilderness to test him. And when Jesus passed his test and overcame him, the Bible there says, and Satan left Jesus for a short period, for a period of time, for a season. Well, in Matthew 16, verses 21 to 23, we see where Satan came back again, but Jesus spotted him. And how did he come this time? He came through somebody who love Jesus. So your loved ones can be Satan's instrument, not intending to hurt you, but because Satan has found a loophole in them, and it's usually because there's something that maybe they want, that they think is innocuous, they think it's small, they think it's not important, but then Satan uses that little thing to harm you. Okay? All right. Verse 21, Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 to 23. From that time forth began Jesus to show unto his disciples how that he must go into Jerusalem and suffer many things of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and be raised again the third day. Then Peter took him and began to rebuke him, saying, Be it far from thee, Lord, this shall not be unto thee. But Jesus turned and said unto Peter, Get thee behind me, Satan. Thou art an offense unto me, 
for thou savest not the things that be of God, but those that be of men. So notice Jesus is looking at Peter and now begins to speak to Satan. If you remember, we read just a few minutes back where Jesus dipped the sock and gave Judas, and the Bible says, and Satan entered into Judas. And then right away, Jesus said to him, what thou doest, do quickly. Well, who was Jesus speaking to there? Was it Judas? No, it was the person that had entered into Judas, Satan. So Jesus is able to was able to recognize Satan in his loved ones. Now, you and I so often don't see that. We just assume that, oh, it's my mom, oh, it's my dad, oh, it's my brother, it's my sister, it's my uncle, it's my wife, it's my husband. Sometimes Satan has entered into our loved ones, okay, to use them in some way. And if they're born-again Christians, he cannot enter them, but he can influence them. For you, it's all the same. That's, you know, six or half a dozen. It's all the same. Whether he's in or whether he's out, as long as the people yield themselves to be used by him, you're in danger. Okay? So you need to develop that sensitivity. And how do you do that? You become a person of principle. What principles are you holding on to? The principles of the word of God. And no matter who brings you some shortcut, contrary to the principles of the word of God. And now when I say the word of God, I mean the spoken word of God, what God has spoken to you. I'm not saying go open, you know, Exodus and Leviticus and start looking for principles there. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about what God has taught you, what God has shown you, what God has told you is your destiny. And you've got to go for your destiny, what God has called you for. They have their destiny. You work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Okay? All right. So, we have looked and we've seen, we didn't talk much about demons, but we've seen that these forces, these powers operate in a certain way. So what exactly makes Satan, even though he's the devil, remember in the book of Revelation, he called him that great serpent, um, that, that's called Satan and the devil. Why is it saying that? The word Satan simply means opposer. It's an adjective, it's not a noun. It's not a name like, you know, John or David or something. That's not his name. It's a description because I told you that this angel, this Satan is a very, I mentioned this before, it's a very unique being, okay? That's why we have to be very careful with him. Imagine someone whose name is a description, which means opposer. Now, what he's opposing, what is it? It's not, he's not opposing you from being rich. That's not his, if he can use that to get his real deal, then he will use that. If he can get what he really wants by making you rich, then he will make you rich. Those are not the things he's gone in for. You need to understand him. What he's gone in for is the work of God in you and I. His purpose is to try the work of God in you and I. That is it. But do you know what the work of God in you is? Come on. Do you know what it is? Is it to give you a lot of money? Is it to make you have a beautiful home? Is it for you to, you know, have a big title? Is that the work of God in your life? If that is the work of God in your life, then 
like the Apostle Paul says, we are of all men most miserable. The work of God in your life and my life is to transform our character from the character of the human being to the character of a God that we might not only be in his image, or we might be like him. And that's the work that Satan is trying to oppose, to oppose that thing that will transform you and I from children to sons. You need to understand that. That is what Satan's work is. His work is to abort the sons, abort the sons, abort the sons. And the son is being formed in you. Paul said, Christ is being formed in you. And this is the son, S-O-M. All right? Okay. So what about when we say he's the devil? It comes from, like I told you, I think earlier I said, it comes from the Greek word diabolos. Okay? When you say something is diabolical, it refers more to some pattern of behavior, of how he organizes and strategizes things and puts them in position. You know? Set peace. Okay, and that's what the work of the devil is. That's why the Bible says we're not ignorant of the devices of the devil. Okay, so Satan, when he puts his devices together, he's working as a devil. Okay, and he's the chief of devils. Okay, when he's opposing the work of God in your life, okay, he is Satan. So you have to understand the difference now. All right. When he's organizing things like, you know, um, he has people in your church and they're all saying all kinds of things. That's the devil. You know, they're saying all kinds of things about the minister or about this. And there's all kinds of backbiting going on there. That's the work of the devil. But when it comes to working to frustrate the work of God in you to make you like God, that's the work of Satan. Okay, I want you to remember that. I know that you know it's 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 really not something you need to make an issue of, but there must be a reason why the understanding has come. Okay, and there's somebody out there you need to know this. Okay, you need to know what you're dealing with, whether you're dealing with Satan or whether you're dealing with the devil, even though it's the same person. Okay, but you need to know what you're dealing with. And that's why this word, I believe, has come, okay? And as for the demons, the demons, like we said the other day, are souls of men and women who have left this world after being a, living a wicked life and not believing in Jesus Christ. Notice what I said, lived a wicked life and did not believe in Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want to make a topic of that. I know what you're thinking. I don't want to go into that, okay? Just take what I said and you can chew on it, you know, on your own. Okay, but let's not get into that today. So, demons can operate as devils too. They are devils, okay? They work together. Remember Jesus said, when a demon is cast out of a man, he wanders to and fro in dry places, seeking rest and finding none. And if he returns and finds the house he was in well kept and swept, he goes back and gets seven more demons worse than himself and comes and the state of that man is worse off than at the beginning. What is he saying? He goes and strategizes. Say, look, man, I got kicked out of this place once. But you know what? With your help of you seven guys, we'll be able to strategize to make sure none of us get kicked out of this guy. Okay? So, demons operate 
okay, as devils when they strategize and do certain things to make you um, habitable for them. So that's what they're trying to do. So, for example, a demon will cause someone to cheat you. Maybe you gave your money to a loved one and said, you know, buy me a car or buy me roofing materials. And you thought everything had been done. And then the loved one, you find out after two years or so, or whatever it is, that all the money you were paying gently towards them, you know, to help you buy that car, to buy the land, to buy the property, whatever it is, you find out they, they used up all the money. And you're so brokenhearted, you're so hurt, you're so disappointed, you feel so betrayed. The first thing is you're angry, and the anger doesn't stop. And every time you feel angry, you get angry, you feel better. Somehow it's funny, you know, you feel better when you're angry because somebody hurts you, okay? And then you say, you know what, I always, if I'm, if I'm angry and I'm screaming and I'm shouting, I feel better. Ah, you've made yourself rehabitable for a, a demon of anger. It says, hey, 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 there's a place here, you know, only anger allowed, only anger allowed. So anger moves in and stays with you. Then it could lead to something else. It can lead to um, hatred, okay? Now you hate this person who you once loved. And the hate is just there. And you know, every time you hate the person inside of you, you think about why you hate the person and you feel good that you hate the person. You wish this person could die because you hate the person. You hate the person and it goes on for weeks and months and years. And now the demon of hate is told, hey, hate, hate, there's, there's room for you over here. It says for hate only, for hate only, move in. So now you have anger, you have hate, and they're now demons and they're living in you. And now, you're in a whole lot of trouble. Now, if you're a Christian, they can't live in you, they live on you. But then, like I once said, <laughs> half a dozen, six pence, what's the difference? Okay? As long as they're able to get you to do what they need to do, you know, then they will at least have a, a protected property where they can live around, and that's just you. Okay? So, I want us to remember these things we've spoken about today. And go into scriptures. Remember I said, you can go to my Facebook page. It's called Emerging Temple. Okay, go there and you can send me a message there with questions on this topic. Okay, go to Facebook, look for the, um, the, um, the um, handle, Emerging Temple. Okay, and you will find us there. You will find all the old videos are on there. Or here on YouTube, you can write me through the comment section. Okay, and I'm ready to answer your questions. I'm ready to help in any way that I can because I know these short videos can't do everything. Or you can go to the website, which is the best. Go to templeoftruth.us, www.templeoftruth.us, and right there you can click on the contact us form and I'll receive an email wherever I am, I am in the world and I'll respond to you directly myself. Okay, so friends, thank you so much for your time. Remember to subscribe to our channel. Okay, so you help us come up with the rankings. Hit the bell icon so you can be notified anytime we upload new videos. And please share, share, share these videos. Okay, share these videos with your family, with your friends. It's very important. Don't, don't, don't just sit on this video and oh, you know, look, if you have questions, before you, you say, look, you want to share these videos, but you have a question, you want to share this video because you want to be sure about one thing or another, send me a message. 
Okay, and let me see if I can answer, I can go and answer those questions. And if you're not comfortable sharing this message because you say, look, I don't want to share this because I'm not sure about this, that's fine. Okay, you're a servant of God and you've got to serve God according to the light and understanding he gives you, not based on what I say. But I want to encourage you, if you are settled with this word, please don't just file it in your, you know, folder somewhere. Share it with your family and friends and tell them that you want them to talk, to get back to you on this, okay? And you all begin to negotiate about the word of God. Begin to When I say negotiate, I don't mean to compromise. I mean, you know, begin to bring your own perspective and let the other person bring their own perspective, and that's the way you grow, okay? That's the way you grow. The Bible says those that love God spoke of one, uh, about God one to another, and a book of memorial was opened and their names were written in it, okay? Praise God. Thank you again for your time. I want you to please subscribe to the channel, share these videos, like I said, okay? And by I, I believe tomorrow, God willing, we'll be able to continue on this subject, but if God moves us in another direction, we've got to go on that. Okay, so thank you so much for your time once again. This is Michael Bear, signing out.